you have to remember just not to be afraid to be the different one. So because nobody else is doing it or nobody else is doing it the way that you want to do it. That is Vicky Gan, an entrepreneur whose passion for people and pets led to quitting life as a board-level accountant in 2016. I would say pretty bold. With 16 years of experience supporting sales and operation in leading brands such as BT, Britvict, IBM, and NHS, she has recently relocated back to her hometown in Scotland with her crazy spaniel, Melee. In this episode, we're going to learn how to be different to make a difference, three common mistakes to avoid as a new business owner, what is a happy folder, and why you should have one. This is one of those episodes that you can sit back, have a tea or coffee in your hand, and really soaking up that how a successful entrepreneur got where they are today. Can you tell an awesome story is brewing? All coming out for you from Godly MBM Marketing Beyond Ambition Podcast, episode 043. Welcome to the Godly MBA, Marketing Beyond Ambition. This is the only podcast that will share and teach actionable and biblical marketing strategies to empower you, the value-based business owners and Christian entrepreneurs. Learn to communicate your message effectively in this noisy world so you can finally earn more, serve more, and give more. Now, here is your host, Kelly Botter. That is Vicky Gunn, an entrepreneur whose passion for people and pets led to quitting life as a board-level accountant in 2016. I would say pretty bold. With 16 years of experience supporting sales and operation in leading brands such as BT, Britvict, IBM, and NHS, she has recently relocated back to her hometown in Scotland with her crazy... I met Vicky in person two years ago at the event. She's an accountant turned entrepreneur. She dedicates her time to her main passion, which is people and helping them create their own memories in her beach huts. You know, those adorable little houses on the beach in UK? Before the success, what we can see today, she has been on a roller coaster ride to build this business. I love what she said in her website. In anything that I do, I want to make sure people experience the best and I don't want to compromise. That is the spirit of excellence. Let's check with Vicky. Hello, Vicky. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you know you said yes and because uh, your business is so fun and so adorable. I know it's a bit odd to say that, but 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 it is so adorable to me, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Kelly. It is. It's it's something that I love every day, and I can't stop talking about it whenever anyone asks me. So it's a perfect chance for me to talk, even yes. more so. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we 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 already introduced you, and uh, you know about who you are and then your lovely business. But I always love to hear from business owner yourself that share with us a little bit about uh, your journey so far. 
and how did you get started and an accountant turned entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and for the beach hut it's a it's a quite unusual yeah no it's definitely not a natural path for a lot of people to have taken at all so so yeah I'm Vicky I'm 37 have to remember that now not quite at four Asia and making big life-changing decisions so um always been a maths geek always loved maths was really into my numbers from quite a young age we actually wanted to be a maths teacher when I was at school so that probably explains a little bit of why I ended up being an accountant to start with but um always loved some of the creative things so music I played the euphonium I played the flute around the six year the six year high school dance show as well so there was always something in the background that was kind of itching to get out but um yeah, so I've spent the last 15 years working for large corporates, people like BT, IBM, um, Britvic, um, I worked for those, and I worked in industry as an accountant. And then I made a shift about six years ago working for the NHS. And that for me was a bit of a signal in my brain that said, you don't really want to be paying people bonuses and working with people around sales that I really know. Um, you want to give something back. So you want to work somewhere where you feel what you're doing is making a difference. And for me, moving into the NHS was doing that. It was saying they look after thousands of people every day. They save lives day in, day out. Let me try and help them, even though I'm an accountant. Let me try and give something back. So Vicky, back just a moment, because... I mean, can you tell us what's NHS? Because, you know, the, the problem is yes. audience, they're everywhere. So. Of course. Yeah, no, absolutely. So the NHS is the national healthcare system in the UK. So we have free, um, we have free healthcare at the point of whenever you're ill or um, have an issue, you can just show up at a hospital or show up at the doctors, etc. You have to wait a little while. Um, and there's lots of funding problems in particular. So it's under immense stress. Um, the population's growing, um, there's not enough doctors, etc. So it was the perfect chance for me to feel like I was helping. So trying to help people uh, doing that. And I'm kind of looking back on it now, it was that I'm quite happy with what I'm doing, but if I move companies effectively, then that might help. So six years down the line, and actually it's strange that I'm talking to you today. So um, today I've actually been self-employed for a whole week. I officially gave up my job on paper last Friday and I'm no longer an accountant at all. I now work fully for myself. I've now got to bring in my own income and worry about all those things like everyone else does. Um, no salary at the end of the month. Um, and part of that is because I've been running the beach huts for the last two years and I've had a little bit of a taste of the entrepreneur life. So I'm finally full time fledgling. Well, it's a huge congratulations, Vicky. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's a little bit strange. <laughs> well, you'll get used to it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I know, I'm quite liking Friday afternoon so far. <laughs> okay, so Vicky, also tell us a little bit about Beach Heart because, again, you are UK and I know that this probably is not like everywhere, right? Uh I, well, I need to somewhere I need to have an ocean and <laughs> at least <laughs> oh, yeah. that for example in Switzerland it's difficult and we maybe have a lake hut or maybe, I don't know but we, we <laughs> yeah. yeah we don't have beach hut so 
maybe you kind of share with us that what is Beach Park and and the business a little bit. So beach huts in Britain are very much based at the seaside. So if you think about a shed, so a normal shed that you would find in your garden, a kind of 12 foot by 8 foot, no no bigger than a really small room. They We have them across all the coastlines, particularly within the south of England. There is, it slowly gets less and less of them as they move north up within the UK. But it's a it's a really old traditional family based thing to do on a day out. So during the summer, you will see hundreds of thousands of people flocking to the beach in the UK. We we do get some sun. It does happen, and you will then see rows upon rows of sheds, and they'll be in every colour. In some places, you'll get them in every size. You'll get really big huts, or you'll get really small ones. And they'll be owned by families or individuals that either live 50 miles away from the beach and it's just somewhere for them to park their belongings or actually they'll live in the town that the beach huts are actually there. So it's just somewhere that you can make your own, kind of like, you know, you get she sheds at the bottom of your garden. You can make them your own. They're sat on the seaside. You can put a gas stove in them, make yourself a cup of tea and, and really just have somewhere to forget about everything else. You just forget about the world, forget about everything to do with work or stresses and just have a day out at the seaside. It's huge in Britain. It's a real family old traditions kind of, it's just the memories. It's the memories for people that they want to create every single summer. So is that most of people they own one or more like they rent one? So rental's quite new within the beach hut market. So most people own beach huts and they can range from anything from about £6,000 up to the heady heights of about a quarter of a million pounds in some places. And that, it depends on the location. So, So you have some areas in the UK that are just idyllic and spotless, uh, and they're very large huts that you can actually sleep in overnight as well. So you're allowed to do that. And you'll find a lot of places like that, they'll be in the very expensive range. It'll cost you more than a house to buy a beach hut in some parts of the UK. So for a long, long time, it's been inaccessible to people. So not not everyone has 10, 20, 30,000 pounds just to go, you know what, I'm going to go and buy a shed that's on the coastline <laughs> and, I, and I might never visit it. <laughs> I might go down once or twice a year. So so it puts people off and it's it's definitely been seen as a an elite thing to have. But over the last say the last four or five years, there's been a number of people that have started to hire out their beach huts. And most people will just hire out their own one. So they'll just have their own hut that they use and they'll let family and friends hide out or you know, they'll start to market it a little bit, but nobody really has done it on a large scale or bought several of them. So there's only two or three of us now within the UK that have more than one hut and that hire out is an actual business. Oh, wow. So you are really the, yeah. <laughs> you're really at the events then, Ricky. Absolutely. And it's, and, and it's definitely something that I, I kind of look back on now and, and, you have to remember just not to be afraid to be the different but one. So because nobody else is doing it or nobody else is doing it the way that you want to do it, 
there's a little bit of a fear factor that sits in you like, oh, I can't write a blog and I can't do a Facebook Live. Nobody else is doing that. And and you just have to go over it and you just have to go, that's why I'm doing it because nobody else is doing it. <laughs> and because it's helpful and because it means more people will get to know about Beach Huts because the amount of guests I have that contact me and go, I didn't even know I could hire a Beach Hut. Can I hire one? So yeah, yeah, you just have to go over that fear factor. So yours now, uh, your business now, it's um, mm-hmm. explain a little bit to us your business model. Yeah. So at the moment, I own three beach huts myself, um, and they're based in Essex, and I hire those out. Uh, we've had a fantastic last couple of years where they sell out months in advance, and we hire them on a daily basis. And what I'm starting to do now is because we've been so successful is that I now offer that as a service to other beach hut owners. So people who own their own beach huts, but maybe don't want to go to all that hassle of advertising and websites and everything else, especially if they've only got one beach hut, then I'm starting to work with them now that they come under our brand and we hire them out through our service. So it looks like a village beach hut, but actually they're owned by somebody else. So we're starting to develop a range of services just for owners so that we can help them hire out or buy or sell or decorate, whatever it is that they want to do with their beach hut. I get lots of requests for strange things now to help people with. That's, I mean, that sounds so fun, you know. It, it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is such good fun. I, 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 need to, I, I need to go to visit one, really. You absolutely do, and we will definitely need to get you to visit one next time you're in the UK. As I said, there's there's very few up in Scotland, and I know you're coming to the Content Marketing Academy conference next summer, but there are a couple uh, just outside Edinburgh, so I will definitely have to get you on a trip out to visit one. Okay, guys, I will bring my camera, and I will shoot <laughs> a video to show you guys what definitely. is the beach hut look like in UK. <laughs> okay, so... Back to the marketing side of the thing, Vicky. Mm. So what did you do in last one, two years to market your own beach hut? So from the very start, um, and I have to say, this is the thing that I think made me so successful so quickly, was literally on the day that I bought my first beach hut, I set up my social media accounts. So the huts weren't even built. So I bought brand new beach huts that hadn't been built I was waiting several months for them to be built but I set them social media feeds up and I started asking people questions so I started to ask them what would you want in a beach hut what are the must-have things that you would want in the beach hut I then started to share things that I was buying for them because they were saying what they wanted in a beach hut so I started to share some of the things that I was buying and For me, that was about using small businesses that were handmade items. They were, I hate to use the word unique, but they were different. You know, they weren't walking to a high street shop and buy it and it's in every other beach hut. And and that from day one got people interested in talking and it felt, and, and they now say, the people that were with me very early on in social media now say that the beach huts feel like they're theirs. Yeah, because they were part of it. They they helped choose things. They saw the things I was buying, uh, and they helped influence some of it. You know, as simple as saying, 
I'm thinking about putting children's books into the beach huts. Which ones do you, which ones are your favourites and all the rest of it? And those are the ones that are now in there. So from day one, they fit. it wasn't like I just suddenly popped up and nobody knew me. It had grown over two, three months before I even had the walls built on the beach hut. They all knew me. They knew the sort of things going in and they were theirs. So social media. And yeah. And on, on top of social media, I is you. I mean, now you have a beautiful website. So did you start it right there? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and actually, my website's been one of those bugbears, um, you know, that you never quite think you're finished with. Um, the website and whole booking process, and that's where all my bookings flow through, is something that I wish I'd done differently. So I did have the website built from day one. And I also had a logo and some branding from day one as well. So I quickly got somebody to do something. It was quite cheap. Um, I wasn't quite happy with it. But you know, when you just go, I just need to get this done and it needs to be out there and everything else. And, and I also didn't quite have the website functionality fully working. It had a shop. It had everything on it that I wanted it to do. But it didn't allow me to do availability check-in and booking. I was really struggling with it. You know when you just get stuck on something that you go, it's too hard, I can't open that plugin, I just can't get it to work. <laughs> that was me, that was absolutely me before that very first summer. And then it just ran away with me. And you know when you get up in the mornings or like the week that you look at your to-do list, and I was working full-time at this point, so I'd be looking at it and going, I've got to sort out those automatic bookings. I've got to make sure that this is sorted on my website. And I'd just be looking at it going, I can't do that. I've got to get people booked in. I've got to send them the confirmation emails. I've got to make sure their catering is sorted for delivery to the hut. And it went on for a whole year. So I, I had 300 bookings go through me manually. I had it on spreadsheets. I'm good at a spreadsheet. <laughs> That's like a good thing. <laughs> did it manually I was answering inquiries by Facebook by Twitter by Instagram and I was doing it all manually I was getting up at five in the morning to seven and dealing with all of that then going to work and then coming home and doing the same again and at the end of it and now 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 I say it's like why did I not just get that plug-in working so this year I kind of opened up that plug-in and gave in to sending it to a resource called People Per Hour and literally said to them, I've looked at this forever, I'm really stuck. It's working 90% of it, but it's just not working. I just need it to do this, this, and this, and this. And literally two days later, it was working. Two days, Vicky. Two days. (laughs) So literally, I waited a whole year, did all of that manually, went through all of that pain, and posting it on people per hour it cost me about 200 pounds to get it fixed there was a cost I used a UK company because they also did some other accommodation booking websites that had a look at what else they'd done and two days later they went yep we've done x y and z and it works so this year I've had 400 odd bookings all go through system I haven't touched a single one of them people go online they book they get automatic emails that include codes to access the beach huts. They show up. The emails go to my cleaner, who then goes in afterwards and does the checks and all the rest of it. And I don't touch a single thing. The beauty of automation. 
Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you bring that up. You know, first of all, I just want to kind of, uh, I sh- I share in the introduction, but I want to kind of uh, re uh, iterate again. You know, stress this point again. The major reason why that I invited uh, Vicky come to the show, it's one of course she's awesome, and she's <laughs> lovely, but. For the business standing point, because I love, because she is not, her business is physical business, meaning that, mm-hmm. you know, we are more the business, it's not a digital business. But yet, I just want you guys to hear this, that she basically struggling the same thing that we all, we all are, you know, at one point or the other, right? I mean, first point she say about that, uh, uh, do not afraid to stand out, right? When when there was not many people doing the beach hot thing, and uh, she, you know, she stepped out by faith, and then she did it. Uh, the other day, I was writing in my journal and uh, inspired by not sure who, and I wrote this. I say, we try our whole life very hard to blend in right mm. we want to be to be accepted right but it's a funny thing though we are all attracted to those ones who stand out it's so true <laughs> it is so so true right and and, 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 and i think ahead. for me is i i got so many comments when i was starting out the sort of the little comments from other owners saying i can't believe you're putting cat kissing into your beach hut I can't believe you're going to all that effort of blogging. I can't believe you're going to all that effort on your website or suppliers or putting so much work into it. And 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 why? Well, actually, because I love working for my customers and my guests, and I'm the one who gets amazing pictures and reviews and videos and a feeling back off of that. That's why. And and you just have to let them keep saying it and ignore it. And it's tough to start with when you don't know that that's going to happen, when you don't know those feelings you're going to get when your first guest shows up or when your first little girl opens the door and you get a little scream because they're so excited. Those things, you don't you don't know about them until after you've done all the work. Exactly. And the second point, what Vicky mentioned a few moments ago, it's about that she struggled with that little plug-in and she couldn't get it work, right? And this is the, you know, Chris Tucker often say this superhero syndrome that, you know, we thought that we can do, we can solve that thing ourselves uh, as entrepreneurs. And, <laughs> and and then we, and then she's, in this case, she struggled a whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only that, because of that, she had to manually do the booking thing. Uh, and, and compare with now, you know, year two, uh, quadruple the the numbers, and she did not even leave a finger, right? So, <laughs> and it's now my selling point. So the reason people want me to manage their huts for them is because I've automated it all. So it, <laughs> it's bizarre. It, it, it's doing it has created the business in itself. Now a word from our sponsor, Lee Pages. Lead Pages generates leads and sales for your business on the web in emails, via text messaging, and on social media. It's one of my favorite tools because it has saved me and my clients 
a lot of time and money every single year. The drag and drop templates allow you to set up a proper trackable campaign in no time. And the newest feature called Checkout, it enables you to collect payment right from your lead pages with Stripe account. It's a no-brainer. You can join the 14-day free trial at kellybarder.com forward slash leadpages. Now, back to the show. Because I'm the only one that can literally go, I don't touch the booking from end to end. I don't touch it. They come into my front. They get to know anything they want to know about me. It's now on a blog and it's on the website because I've spent this year blogging my heart out as such. And they can read about absolutely everything down to exactly where to buy the teaspoons. They can find out everything and they can then show up and walk away and nobody has to touch it. Wow. So, you know, Vicky, because uh, my corporate background was from hotel, mm. from hospitality. So yeah. I, I can relay, you know, <laughs> I, I can relay that uh, in the, especially luxury hotel brands, you know, uh, we were always uh, almost like a mantra thing. It's exceeding that expectations, mm-hmm. right, of, of the guest, right? And the really the best uh, award or rewarding feeling is when we see that, you know, when they finish their stay and or we plan a, a, a surprising well, wedding anniversary or <laughs> or a birthday party or something uh, in the room and and to see that smile, to see that oh, tear sometimes, uh, that, that probably is the most, uh, you know, rewarding part of the business. Absolutely. Um, if you look at kind of my Instagram account I regularly publish the photographs I get from guests and it ranges from birthday parties exactly as you said birthday parties to baby showers we've had baby showers in the beach hats I've had a couple that have come to the the, the lady had been recuperating from a knee operation so she just wanted to spend a day at the beach I've had an 80th birthday party wow. because they used to visit the beach huts whilst like the mum was a child, so she wanted to bring her mum back. Oh, the stories are just are, are just fantastic. Yeah. So it's so worth it. Yeah, it's so worth it. Uh it's really the live experience or live moments that mm-hmm. you, you are creating really. So now you mentioned that you actually help other uh beach heart owners. So can you tell us a little bit what do you do for them? So at the moment, I'm working with a couple of owners in particular around their their own websites, their own experience end to end that they give to customers. So if I go back and this shows you a little bit of the power of content marketing in particular. So I try to visit other beach huts or I try to write about reviews of holidays or days out that I've been on because actually my guests are coming on a day out, so they're interested in other days out as well. And some of them are real Beach Hut fans as well, so they're real addicts. They have rooms filled with Beach Hut decor. So um, when a new Beach Hut's got built down in Devon earlier this year, and they're the most expensive in the UK of being built, they've been built by a family down on the Devon coast, and they're stunning. They're absolutely stunning. It's like, well, I have to go and visit them, and I have to review them. 
So off, off the black, back of a blog that I did reviewing um, those beach huts, I was approached by one beach hut owner to say, that review was good. It was fair. You you are really generous about their decor and how they built them and all the rest of it. But you were spot on that the customer service wasn't up. Based on the things you said, it was fair. I think you might need to come and do that for us. So I had a, so it shows you off the back of one blog that I thought, oh, I'm a bit nervous about putting this out because I'm a little bit critical on a few things. That another owner of a beach hut down in Somerset approached me to say, would you come and do the same for us? Would you come and do an end to end from booking right through to arriving, how it feels and all the rest of it? And tell us exactly where you think we can improve. So that's that's one end of it. It's just advisory. Yeah. And kind of giving people a little bit of that advice. And on the other end is I've now got a gentleman who I met just two weeks ago who's bought a new beach hut. He's actually bought one next door to one of mine. He actually owns two. And he's literally come to me and said, I don't want to hide it out, but could you do it for me? So you hide it out. We'll decorate it how I want it to be decorated. And, and it got to the point where we went, well, just you buy everything and decorate it for us and then tell us how much it'll be. You choose the colours, you choose what goes into it because you know how this works. You know what is going to make it sell <laughs> and, and make it good for people to arrive. So that that's the other end. So now it's the, a fully managed service for other beach hut owners who don't want to deal with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and and those plugins that you just can't get to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now it'll be it be huts owned by myself, but it'll be managing huts owned by everyone else. Wow! So, Vicky, can can you imagine that you know two years ago, if I tell you, you two years later, you're gonna become this marketing expert for beach huts? No, and not even now, not even now I think, really, am I? But it's amazing how much you learn, isn't it? If you if you put yourself around the right people, ask lots of questions, and I do mean I ask silly, silly, silly questions, then you just learn, don't you? If you're willing to learn, willing to try new things, you know, I did my first Facebook Live this month. It's been two years and I hadn't done a Facebook Live until this month. Then, then it just works. You just got to keep trying and who cares if it goes a little bit wrong it's fixable you learn from it yeah and then i think you know um you just basically share with us one very important lesson it's uh when we you know pursue in the process of pursue something start small and in this case it's awesome it work out great right um and but it's because in between there are so many steps that you you were not afraid to you know put one foot in it after the other, right? And uh, uh, but sometimes we we kind of easy to overthink it, and we want everything like we can see, you know, in the future. And uh, so for me, it's just really interesting to see as. In general speaking, accountant, okay, all the accountants I encounter <laughs> with in my past life in the corporate world, you know, they, they are very like, you know, specific, particular, 
and you better know every single thing in advance, especially come to us for the budget, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We all need those budgets in advance. And, and I'd say, yeah, you have to be, you know, you, I am risk, I would say I am risk adverse on some things, but when it comes to being your business, you have to trust some of your gut feel. So two of the beach huts, and actually the last one, the third one that I bought, I had no intention of seeing a beach hut and buying it at that point in time. I'd stretched my budget over that period of time. It was actually about to go into the school holidays, so it was the wrong time to buy it because I'd have to get it renovated and redecorated. And it's already the school holidays. How am I going to do that? And you just think, you know what? It's the right hut in the right place. I'll make it work. I'll stretch myself a little bit and I'll go for it. And even though I should be focused purely on the money, I should be because I'm an accountant, you, it becomes a gut feel. You you start to know what's working right. And, and I think you you have to have a couple of wins quite early on. And I and I had those, you know, I was each other of the year top 10, two years in a row quite, you know, in my first two years. And once you've got them, it gives, it's like, how do you explain this? It's like you have to take a big leap to then be able to take lots of little ones. It's like mm. do one big one and then actually all the little ones after that are just that little bit easier. Yeah, exactly. So, Vicky, I mean, so far, we, if, if I were the listeners, I probably feel like, wow, Vicky, you've done everything right, it sounds like. Except that plug-in. Otherwise, everything's good. Uh, can you share with us this, any any funny moment or embarrassed moment, if you like, uh, in this journey that uh, um, when you are, you know, turn yourself from accountant to now, I just officially call you the marketing expert for Beach Heart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I might have to add that to my LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. And just a quote by Kelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Um, oh, there's been so many of them. There's been um, there's been broken deck chairs. There's been uh, a couple of guests that I gave the wrong code to, and they had to call me, and I was so embarrassed, and I had to get them the right code. But the biggest one, and, and more recently, was at the start of summer. I personally like to go down to the beach huts and give them a once over. And I've had double bifold doors, internal doors, put onto our our what I would call our show hut. Really, she's she's got an amazing front on her. So Isla's our what I call my show hut. She's got fantastic internal big bifold doors, and she's got massive pink storm doors on the outside of her as well. Now, I was going in and out. I had a little tool bag with my hammer and screwdrivers and all the rest of it. And, and we have padlocks that go in the front. That's how they're locked up. They're locked up by padlocks on the front. So here I'm going about thinking, great, I'll get them all cleaned out. Just make sure they're spot on for summer. And I go into the beach hut. My car was parked outside front. It was seven o'clock in the morning down there, just giving them a once over. It's me personally doing that. And I went in and, for, and I knew I had to go to one of the builder's merchants to just get a couple of things to help fix up in the hut. And I literally walked out the doors of the beach hut. I closed them up and put the padlock on. And the keys for the beach hut were inside. And so were my car keys and all the bags of tools and everything else. Uh -oh. Everything. <laughs> it was like, 
and even the other padlocks for the outside doors, they were all inside as well. So here's me standing on a promenade on the seaside with everything inside the hut, and I could see them because there was internal glass doors, and me just going, oh my word, what on earth am I going to do? It was terrible. So uh, you know when you just go, oh, I just can't, I've not even got my phone, I've not. So I, I, I was, I was, oh, it just shows you how kind some people are as well and what a community was. So um, I was lucky that I managed to see the beach hut owner. He actually drove me to the builder's merchants. He paid for a screwdriver and took me back so that I could unscrew off the doors. I had to dismantle the doors off to get into it, to get wow. everything in it. But it just shows you how kind people are. And and obviously, I'm now no longer Vicky Beach Huts to that gentleman. I'm like, oh, you're the one that locked yourself out, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, we all have those moments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, for me, it's I I was locked out by my daughter. But as you know, she's now nearly 18 years old. But she was, I think she was uh, three and uh, we, I think we were living in uh, Florida, and then uh, it's a house. So I w- on the stove, I'm cooking a soup, and then uh, uh, the mailman came to knock the door, ring the bell. So I opened the door, and then he said, oh, you come out with me because I need you to sign. I think the truck's on parcel. I said, okay. I went with the mailman to the truck. It just, you know, a few steps, just a driveway, you know, uh, yeah. in front of the house. And then uh, my daughter behind me locked the door, right? No. No. And then so when I turned back, it was a parcel in my hand, and I couldn't open the door. And my daughter, you know, uh, she thought that's really fun and funny <laughs> because she's waving, right? There's a, a big window next to the door. So she's waving, kind of, of played the game with me. And I was like, try to tell him, tell her, say, just, you know, you know, switch mm. the door, uh, the, the lock, just to do it, uh, you know, clockwise or whatever. And she just, she just said, no, she said, this is fun, mama. <laughs> and I was thinking, the soup in on the stove is burning, and I was <laughs> I was sweating. I was thinking, wow, what should I do with it? And I tried to uh, go through each window. Nobody we have windows open or things mm-hmm. I can get it. Yeah. No, not that day. There was no windows open. It's always the day, isn't it? It's you always just hear the swan behind you, and you think, uh oh. Yeah, exactly. And just in the very last moment, she finally got it and she switched it open and just in time for that part totally burn out. But um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so what is one of those godly MBA moments for you? I'm sure that when you serve so many uh, wonderful guests and they all come for, you know, the mm-hmm. memories and I cannot wait to hear what is one of those moments. So the one that the one that I have in my happy file. So I have a nice little folder in my emails that I keep um, with messages that have come in or reviews, etc. And I keep them for you know, those days when it's not not everything is going quite right. But the one that always sticks out with me is in my first year, the private developer who, where I had my original beach huts. He decided to change the license, and he said we couldn't hire our beach huts out anymore. So distraught, tears, 
I was so upset, as you can imagine, having to sell my first ones that I'd bought and kind of start again in a little bit of a way. So I found myself having to tell my guests and, and I was lucky it was the end of season. I only had a few pre-bookings the next year. But as I said earlier, they were their huts. You know, they felt like they'd been part of it and they'd decided on them and that they were theirs to, to a certain extent. And and it, it was lovely. You know, I'm sitting in tears writing my Facebook message and then posting it and then just tears streaming down my face as I got so many kind messages But there was one email that came in from a lady who'd visited the huts twice that year. And and it just it made me decide not to give up there and then. And she'd lost her husband about six months beforehand. And she had two young daughters and her message just just really inspired me to keep going because her message was very much a. You won't have known this, but when we came to visit you, I lost my husband six months ago with our children. And there's very few places that she felt they could go out and try to have some family time with just them together in a different place and not forget, but remember him in a way, but still enjoy it. And um, you, you can't replace those feelings that you get when you get something like that. And And that's and even now I kind of well up when I think about getting that email but but that's what they're about that that's exactly what the beach are about that no matter what's going on you can find some peace and to be able to help somebody at that time is is just so special yeah wow thank you so much for sharing that Vicky you know and no, thank I, you. I like the idea of the happy folder Hmm, in the email. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely have one of those. They're brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I think I need to set up one. Uh, you know, I know, I mean, as a business owner, entrepreneur, that we all have those moments that uh, also that, you know, they say, well, haters going to hate, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. those people, they show up from nowhere, and <laughs> it seems that it doesn't matter what you do, you always have those people show up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, happy folder. Uh, happy photo is good. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, exactly. I I need to sometimes I did grab those uh, you know testimonial videos that my clients mm-hmm. uh, share with me, and I just kind of watch again and remind myself say it's okay. You can you can go on through this because you you do make a difference uh, one way or the other. But Vicky, thank you, thank you so much for today. Well, so your precious you. time. And uh, we surely put all her websites and links in the show notes. So you guys, if you are ever, if you're in the UK or you are visiting, you need to let Vicky know and, uh, you know, go to visit one of those huts because I'm going to do so. Thank Absolutely. you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vicky. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the transparent conversation as much as I did. You know, it's so easy to look at others' success without knowing the ups and downs they have endured to get to the point. As we listen to Vicky, the journey for her to find that clarity so that she could move forward with more confidence wasn't an easy role, right? Speaking of clarity, if you want to build a successful business, you don't need to get clarity in five areas. They are your message, audience, profit styles, 
process, and system, and goals. You can download a detailed guide called Five C's to Shine, absolutely free, at kellyballer.com forward slash clarity. Again, it's kellyballer.com forward slash clarity. Did you know you can listen to our show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. That means if you use Alexa from Amazon at home, you can also give the command to play our show. Pretty cool, right? Please do subscribe and review at kellyballer.com forward slash review. It helps more people can find the show. My team and I will really appreciate it. For all the goodies and show notes, please visit kellyballer.com forward slash 043. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode.